Hello and welcome to the With Flow podcast, a weekly show for high-achieving, purpose-driven women who are ready to ditch the hustle. I'm your host, Laura, from Business With Flow, cyclical business mentor and systems and planning queen. My mission is to empower you to run your business and your launches without the burnout. In this podcast, we'll be chatting all things cycle syncing, intuition, and doing business your way, combined with some of the more practical aspects, like systems and planning and tech. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to the With Flow podcast. This week, I'm excited to share with you another guest expert. This week, I chatted to Sam Becker from Sam B. Writes. Sam is a conversion copywriter who helps online educators stop randomly throwing words on the page so they can start sharing strategic, engaging copy and get their words right the first time. If you have ever been curious about what it is like to work with a copywriter, the ways that they can help you in your business, or some tips and tricks for DIYing your own copy for your sales pages, your email sequences, launches and funnels, all of that good stuff. We dive into all of that in this episode. So let's jump in and here is my chat with Sam. Sam, welcome to the With Flow podcast. It's amazing to have you here. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here with you. I am really excited to explore all things copywriting today because I think for people who are maybe, especially early on in their business journey, have maybe heard the term copywriting or have heard of copywriters, but maybe aren't entirely sure what they do, how they can help in business, the amazing support that someone like yourself can provide. So for those people who are maybe not confident in knowing what a, a copywriter actually is and does, could you maybe just give a little explainer? Yeah, absolutely. So a copywriter is really somebody who uses words to sell. So that would really set it apart from content writing, although I think that they definitely overlap in so many ways. So really my goal when I work with a client or even for my own writing is to make sure my words capture a need and show a buyer, a, a potential client, what transformation is possible for them. So really the goal is to make a sale. I consider myself a conversion copywriter as well. Just another layer of things where we're looking at data, we're looking at how the words convert. So we're looking at things like numbers and sales, email opens, that kind of stuff so that we can always be re iterating and improving um, as we continue to engage with your audience. We know that those words are not only sounding good, but are also doing the work that they're supposed to do. Amazing. So much more than just words on a page then, hey? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> they're powerful. Yeah. So what are the sorts of projects that you as a, a copywriter would get involved in? Is it things like sales pages, email sequences, about pages? I'm thinking maybe of some of the examples. Yeah. Exactly that. So around a specific offer, whether it's an offer you um, provide your, your clients all the time, or if it's for a specific launch, sales pages are something I do specifically. I think that's a great place to start, whether you're writing your own copy or you're outsourcing, because it really becomes the core of all the other content you share. So sales pages, absolutely. Also email sequences. So 
if you're getting ready to launch but aren't quite there, nurturing your audience. And, and that's kind of where the content um, writing overlaps, right? Engaging, giving them some little micro wins and letting them gain traction, whatever you're trying to offer or teach or inform about. And then launch copy and really connecting with them, pulling them forward. I really like to think of it as like coaching that conversion, like helping people engage with the potential transformation that you are offering so that they can make the best choice for them. So email. I also do a lot of blog writing as well because I do think blogs have the opportunity to, they're nurturing, but they also have the opportunity to engage with your audience and show them the next step and kind of prime them for your offers. So we can see copywriting in so many different places in business. So what is it like then for you as a copywriter? What is it like for someone, say they wanted to um, bring you on to help with a launch or maybe it's a new evergreen funnel that they're setting up? I imagine that there is quite a process for you to essentially get inside their heads, right? Because you are trying to write copy that sounds like it's from your client, not from you. That must be quite challenging. Yeah, so it's definitely about getting into the head of my client and at the same time, getting into the head of their ideal client and who they're speaking to. So it's a little bit of both. The first thing I like to say, if you're considering outsourcing a copywriter, and we can talk a little bit later, there's a whole variety of ways to pull someone like me into a project. But I like to remind people that yes, you are outsourcing and there's going to be less work, but it is still work. And there is an investment on your end of time and energy. So I always like to preface that when we outsource anything, there has to be like that two-way communication. So there are things you can do to prep ahead of time to make that process easier. So once we get into it, we can really hit the ground running. I would say one of those things is to be getting testimonials from your clients as often as possible. Don't wait till the project's over. Like highlight that at those opportune moments when you have a big win of any kind. Just try to capture that, not only the transformation, but also reminding my clients to ask why their clients came to them in the first place. Like what was that reality? What was going on? Because voice of customer data is what that becomes. That informs so much of the writing I do as a copywriter. I can come up with all the words, but your audience and your clients are giving them to you. They are telling you exactly what they're experiencing before, during, and after working with you. And that's going to resonate with other people like them because it's going to be familiar. So that's something that you can really do to prep. I pull in voice of customer testimonials quite a bit during the research phase. And then we dive deep into your brand voice. I really take some time to understand your mission as a brand, what you stand for, what your values are on like a really high functioning level. And then we dig deeper. I mean, we get into things like what phrases make you cringe? What phrases do you say all the time? So that I can weave that in and make sure it feels authentic. Because the last thing I want you to feel is like your copy is salesy. And that's what makes people hesitant to write copy, right? They don't want to feel like they're, being pushy or salesy. And when you really use that voice of customer data and take time to understand what your values are and how you want to show up in your business, it's not going to happen, right? You're just authentic. It's service. You're sharing what you can offer and it, the people who it serves will be all about it. And it's not for everyone and that's okay as well. So we take a lot of time early on to dig deep into that before I even put pen to paper, fingers to keys. <laughs> <laughs> so is there then, I guess, 
uh, a point in business or a level in business where it makes sense to hire a copywriter versus trying to learn how to write good copy yourself? Is there a certain point where it makes more sense or is it just an individual choice depending on whether you like to write copy or hate to write copy? (laughs) Yeah, that's an excellent question. And I'm going to give kind of two pieces to that. I think first and foremost, it's so important that everyone has some foundational copywriting skills. I think especially if you're, you're in your first year or two of business, copy is pervasive. It is in everything you do. It's how you show up on social media. It's how you talk about your offers. It's how you jump on a sales call with a client. So I do think there's value there. Early on, I do recommend copy audits where if you're writing your copy and you want to get some feedback so you don't feel like you're writing in isolation all by yourself and kind of throwing things to the wall and hoping something sticks, that can be a really smart way to utilize a copywriter without the huge investment upfront. Because over time, your business is going to evolve and change. And that first year, if you invest in tons of copywriting and then you want to pivot, you might I mean, I'm thinking of you with like business with flow, like you want to be able to flow with what feels good in your business, right? And be able to make those changes and pivots, especially early on. So I would say learning copywriting on a low level and not saying we have to like invest tons of time. You have tons of other things that you're wanting to prioritize, but there is value there. So audits with a copywriter can be kind of a way to accelerate that in almost like a coaching capacity. So starting there, and then I would say, The time to invest in a copywriter is, it can be different for everyone. Of course, it is a time saver and just more so even an accountability thing. I think a lot of times my clients, it's just, I've been wanting to do this thing forever and I just haven't gotten around to it. And sometimes when you pull somebody else in, it's like, all right, we got deadlines. You're going to get this done. It can just be that accountability you need. It also helps you. We all work so close to the work we do. And sometimes just bringing a new perspective in to highlight the things that maybe you take for granted in your work. Like everybody doesn't do that. No, they probably don't. And sometimes it takes a copywriter to be able to pull out the real benefit of what you're doing um, that you might not even realize is such a benefit to your audience. So at that point, if it's something, an offer that you really um, want to promote, you are investing a lot of time and energy into it, doing it right the first time and really being intentional It's an investment, um, and especially if it's going to be a program or a service that you offer either evergreen or regularly, definitely worth the investment to know you're showing up with your words really well. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with your launch, especially, I think when your copy is the core, so many of my clients say, I'm so excited. Now I know exactly what I'm going to say on my stories because I'm just pulling pieces out of our sales page. I'm just going to be talking to them with the like the points we have in that email sequence. So it can kind of take that stress off of having that partner in copy to kind of pull, take the words out of your head, bring them onto the page and then further bring them out into the world so people can engage with them. Nice. Yes. And it's so true, right? When you get the... Mm the core message and the core content there on your sales page or wherever, it's just a matter of taking snippets and then putting that in the different places like your email sequence, like your social media and that kind of thing. You're not starting from scratch. You can say the same thing. You might be using Mm -hmm. different phrasing or different words, but you've got the same core messages there. And it really does take some of the heavy lifting out of launching because anyone who's ever launched knows that there is a lot of copy, sales pages, emails, social media content, all of the things 
So, yeah. so yes, if you can shortcut it, then makes the world of difference and takes a lot of that overwhelm out. Right. So if people are still at that stage of DIYing their own copy, do you have any tips or any specific things that you think are good for them to learn about what goes into making really good copy or ways to write, like you were saying before, in a way that you're selling, but you don't feel salesy because that in particular, I think is something that comes up for a lot of women in business. We're in business, so we need to sell our services, but we hate feeling gross and salesy and spammy. Exactly. I absolutely have recommendations. And I think the biggest thing is even copywriters, we don't start with a blank page, right? I'm not just going to ask you about your offer and sit down and just start writing. Research is such a big piece of the writing process. So honestly, once I sit down to write, for me, not for everyone, but that ends up being the easier part because of all the research and the learning I've done. And you can do the same thing. And so I think the biggest thing is not saying, oh, I'm a bad writer. Oh, I'm a great writer. And honestly, some of my clients love writing. Some of them hate writing. I don't think either are prerequisite for hiring a copywriter or for doing it yourself. I think even if you don't consider yourself a good writer, Take the pressure off. Like copywriting, honestly, good copywriting sounds and looks the way you talk. So and the way you speak. So le lean into that. It doesn't have to be all polished. It's not that essay you're writing for your, you know, high school English class. You are, you're just having a conversation with someone and remembering that you're going to call on the people who need you and you're not going to be for everyone. And that's okay. So I would say those testimonials are great. Get feedback. Engage with your audience wherever you show up on social media, you know, in a, in an organic way, have conversations, see what questions are being asked, organize these, like keep track of these things that are related to your offer and notice. Another thing I really love to do if you're at a loss for words or trying to figure out like people's pain points. And I think that's where people feel really icky, right? Pain points. They don't want to shame. They don't want to make people feel bad. And that is never the point. Really looking and seeing we can actually can excavate some of that. I like going on Amazon, whatever it is you are selling. Recently, I was doing something for a meditation teacher. So I was even looking on Amazon for meditation books. And what do people find challenging about figuring out how to start a meditation practice? And that can start to kind of get the juices flowing. So you're not just pulling on your own experiences. You're looking outside of yourself and that ideal client you're trying to speak to. So pulling that information is super helpful. And then another place I like to start is thinking of instead of shame or blame or what people aren't doing or why they're frustrating, what have they done? I like to, Rye Schwartz is a wonderful copywriter and he called it exclusive empowerment. It's this, what have they already done that's gotten them to this point? Because you're likely speaking to somebody who's, you know, they're trying to do a new fitness program. They've tried a million things. Like what have they done already that have gotten them to this point and that prove that they are capable of doing something challenging again and that they're up for this next step and really empowering your audience and like calling them forward in a positive way. And that can kind of help you from feeling like you're, you're being judgmental or critical or any of those things that nobody wants to feel on either end of that sales exchange. Oh, yes. I love that. That is great. Yeah. I'm going to go 
look that up after. <laughs> yes. Exclusive yeah. empowerment. It, yeah. Like what have they done already? Have they gotten a master's degree? Have they started the business? You know, have they, even though other people doubted them and thought they were crazy. And even if they're still struggling, they have already overcome some milestones. They've made these big leaps and acknowledging that can be fun and can kind of Make it more fun for you as you're writing because you feel like you're their cheerleader rather than the person who's just here to like fix it. So I was going to ask about tips for kicking writer's block, but I think you've probably (laughs) already given us some good insight there around doing the research. So you're not starting with a blank page. You've done the research and I love the Mm -hmm. tip about going and looking on Amazon. That's a great one. But are there other things that you suggest for people who might just be sitting there going, I still don't know what to write. Yeah. I mean, copywriting formulas are also very helpful. So there are several ADA, A-I-D-A, some of the language behind them. We also have like PAS is like problem, agitate, solve. I don't love that because I don't love the idea of agitating, but the principle is there, right? What is the problem? You know, not just the surface level, but really like re-diagnosing the problem for your audience, right? Like, okay, it might feel like it's this, but really this is at the core of what your issue is. And here's how I can help you. And I'm making it easier for you. And I'm kind of like your guide on the side, leading you the hero through your journey. So using copywriting formulas can give you structure so that you don't feel aimless in what you're writing. And you can kind of plug in the information from your research. So if you are stuck, like, well, I don't know what to write next, those can be helpful tools. There's tons of resources available. I really like copy hackers. They have tons of great blog articles. If you're looking just to kind of get a basic understanding of those formulas or ways that you can kind of build out whatever it is you're writing, if it's a sales page or an email sequence, you know, I like to think there's more creativity sometimes within structure so that you can know that you're you're giving the information people need. And then from that, you can kind of play around and add your flair to it. So definitely some copy formula. Love it. <laughs> love it. And yes, I'm a big believer in, as you said, creativity and structure, freedom mm-hmm. and structure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that I often come up against when I'm working with clients and supporting them with their launches is that Often they will wait until, you know, two, three weeks out from a launch before they kind of come along and say, hey, I'm going to need some help with this. What does it look like in terms of engaging with a copywriter to help with a specific project, particularly one that has set deadlines like a launch? Obviously, you talked before about the research and the amount of work that goes into getting to the point of being able to write the copy. So what would it look like for a uh, a project, what is the lead time for someone who's wanting to engage with a copywriter? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the amount of time for the project would depend on the depth of a project. I would say at least a month or two out would be ideal. The sooner the better, of course. If you are taking the time to build a lot of this research on your own, that is such a gift for your copywriter and for yourself because it will save some time. So even if you're not Sure, if you're going to hire this year, but maybe it's on the the uh, vision board for next year to outsource a copywriter, starting to build that would be helpful so that when you are ready, you can kind of hit the ground running. I recently did a project with a client. She's just starting her pre-launch right now, and we started about a month and a half ago. She had a lot of information ready, so that was helpful. But 
remembering that it's not just the words, then also making sure that you can hand the words over to, if you are your web designer, wonderful, or to your web designer, making sure that that sales page is formatted correctly. And then email sequences, you know, as a conversion copywriter, can get a little nitty gritty with the technicality of making sure it's put into your email marketing tool correctly. So for example, if you have two different audience members, which can sometimes happen, you know, trying to target specific people, this person, she had a course and was kind of trying to speak to that specific audience who had already taken her course a little bit different than her general audience. We actually had two sequences. So, you know, just the build out of that, of like creating, creating the email list, making sure things are automated properly. So building that extra time in for yourself so it doesn't feel stressful and doesn't feel hectic. So I would say a couple months, at least ahead of time, sooner the better, even just talking to copywriters, remembering that you're allowed to interview, right? And look around and find somebody who feels like a good fit, just like your clients, you know, you want them to feel that you're their person. Same goes here. It is a relationship and a really close relationship. So taking some time to even chat with a few different copywriters and find what works best for you can be nice. So what are the, some of the, I guess, common, uh, I hate to use the word mistakes, but the common things that you see when it comes to how people write their copy or put their copy out into the world that you just wish, oh, if only people knew how to do this, then it would make that so much <laughs> <Yeah>. better. <laughs> I think the biggest one is being too general, right? Being, being very vague. And I think it, it's hard because it's that cliche that we're all familiar with and for the most part, like you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. And that's the perfect example. And we, and it, it's human nature, right? We, we hesitate. We don't want to shut anybody out. We don't want to get so specific because we worry. Scarcity mindset starts to creep in like, oh no, we're not going to find that perfect person. But when we get really specific, even if that specific instance doesn't directly relate to that one person reading, the specificity is what like we feel, right? That's why story is so powerful in copy and content writing and connecting with emotion and giving tangible examples, which is where like that voice of customer comes in, which is where that research comes in, like really identifying with what exactly is happening. They're not just, you know, tired and not eating well. They're up at three in the morning, taking care of their kids. They're eating graham crackers off the counter and like that. They're calling that their lunch. Like that kind of specificity is something a mom could relate to. Like, yes, <laughs> even if it was goldfish and not graham crackers, right? But being specific really just makes your copy more engaging. So I think that's one of the biggest things and it doesn't have to be hard. It just takes a little bit of, a little bit of digging. So are there any last tips or words of wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Yeah, I would say don't be afraid to just put it out there, but be willing to go back and refine. So I think so often we just want to get it done and move on. And the beauty of copy is you can keep coming back to it. You can keep iterating and don't be afraid to try things out. And it's okay if it's a, if it's a flop, right? And then we come back and we, we improve. I think that goes with a launch, right? Certain things don't work. And each time we do it, we get feedback and we do it better next time. So yes, there are all these methods, all these ways to do it well, but don't allow that to 
lead you to analysis paralysis where you don't put anything out there, right? That's the only way you can learn, even if it's not the perfect copy formula or you didn't get specific enough or you should have hired the copywriter, whatever it is, just be willing to show up, try, but then be willing to go back and see where you can make it better. Absolutely. And I think that is a philosophy that we can apply to pretty much every aspect of our business. You're never going to get it perfect the first time. So just put something out there and get the feedback, get the data, and then you know what you need to tweak and change and improve. And then you keep going through those iterations rather than sitting there trying to get it perfect and then not getting out there. So yes, love that. Well, thank you so much, Sam. That was amazing. You filled so much juicy information (laughs) into that shine. People would love to find out more about you, come and hang out with you online, maybe find out about working with you. Where is the best place for them to come find you? Absolutely. Uh, Two places. The first place is on Instagram. My handle is at at Sam B. Wright, S-A-M-B-E-E, Wright. Or my website, which is samanthabecker.com. The spelling is tricky, so I'll leave it to you to put it in, <laughs> which is why Sam B is my Instagram handle. But either place, feel free to reach out. I love supporting online educators specifically with launch copy. I think people who have something innovative and unique and different to say, they're just my favorite people to work with and kind of get their their perspective out into the world through sales pages and email sequences and blog content. I would be thrilled to support you in that journey. Amazing. Thank you. Well, I'll make sure that I pop all of those links in the show notes so that people can come and find you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Laura. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hearing from Sam and learning all about how a copywriter can help you in your business and your launches and take some of that overwhelm out of launching in particular, because we know that there are so many moving parts to a launch and working with a copywriter can be one of the things that really makes that process a lot easier. If you'd like to connect with Sam, you will find the links to her Instagram and her website in the show notes for this episode. If you got value from this episode, both Sam and I would be grateful if you shared to your social media or with your other business friends and colleagues. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Till next week. Bye for now.